Blue Wire Podcast. Hey, buddy. What's happening, Mr. Ward? You're watching All Eyes on Cleveland. The, the kind of a little halftime there for you uh, between Daniel Wallach and the great Jared Mueller, managing editor of The Browns Wire. USA Today Sports Media Group. Sir, what a day. What a day, Jared. How are you doing, first of all? Let's check in. Hey, you know, it's been a busy day. A lot of clients today, and then uh, eight articles written. Jeff Ooh. and Neil added, like, four others. And so we've been popping, uh, we've been popping, popping, popping. It's uh, and still a lot to process, to be honest. So uh, it's been uh. a busy day. Yeah, man. Uh, we had uh, Daniel Wallach on. Did you hear? Did you catch any of it? A little bit here and there. Uh, you froze for a second during part of it, and then you know all that kind of stuff. At least on my feed, uh, and Daniel was funny. But yeah, I think it's really interesting to hear just kind of the legal precedents, some of the wording that um, how he would read it, how I would read it, um, as someone who has very little but some experience, kind of understanding the legal system. It's uh, yeah. It's just such an interesting place to be reading a a legal document in a non legal setting, right? Is kind of the way I would describe that. And um, yeah, so it was interesting. It's always good to have those real, real, real experts on. Um, Jared, he was very caught up on, or not caught up on, but the way he evaluated, it, he was very that fair notice, right? Fair notice was like the key phrasing in this. And that there wasn't, you know, the NFL didn't provide fair notice to differentiate between the two, nonviolent and violent, right? Like, so, uh, sexual assault. So, in that case, he almost felt like the NFL has to appeal almost. Maybe not all the way. I mean, they could wait till the offseason to amend the wording uh, is kind of what I asked him. But he thought they would be in their best interest to do it as soon as possible, which would mean an appeal, um, of even if of a couple games, they could revise that wording is the way he said it. Thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, I think anything is possible with the NFL. They, I think Sue Robinson made it very clear the NFL runs by their own rules. And so uh, based on that, she ruled, you know, I think what I loved about reading it is trying to learn and trying to get into the head of all of it was she ruled based on the NFL's rules and the NFL makes up their own rules. And so based on the NFL's made up rules, the ruling has to be based on those rules. And so the NFL's rules do not delineate things any different than what she decided, right? And so for them to take a federal judge who basically said he did it, he's in violation, it's pretty clear, or at least not to the legal standard, but to the preponderance standard, um... But y'all didn't have that rule. You can't just make it up as you go. You can't just say because it seems worse or seems significant, we want a significant thing. Things have to be at some level clear. And so uh, I believe it was Jameis Winston's three game that uh, she referenced that didn't include any type of violence. Um, And so, you know, Ben Roethlisberger had one uh, that included violence that led to six games. So I just think um, it would be really... Uh, difficult for them to overrule how she wrote that. Uh, but I think like Ray Rice, we are going to end up with some type of change to the uh, uh, personal conduct policy. And I don't think the NFLPA is going to love it, but they agreed that the NFL basically gets to decide that policy. Uh, and I forget the legal term that Sue Robinson used. 
Yes, yeah, so, I mean, he also made the point, too, that if there is an appeal and they go to, they eventually go to court, and I asked you this question when we were on before, the, I think it was the show that we labeled Making Sense of the, Make, the, the Madness. Of the Madness. And, and and we really got deep into all of this that on that show, but um, I asked you, what's it? what happens if they go to, you know, what are they actually deciding on in federal court? And, and I asked him kind of the same thing, and he said, Basically, does Roger Goodell have the ability to make that decision? Well, yes, he does. It's in the CBA. It's their fault they gave him this position. Like, the you know, veto whatever he wants. I guess if he goes too far and they think it's like he's out of, he's doing it for personal reasons or out of line, I guess they could rule against him. Is that how you understand it? Yeah, how I under how I understand it is it really depends on what is filed. Did he follow um, their own policies and what is set forth in the CBA? Is that what they file? Um, and so wanting to know whether or not Roger to get Roger Goodell overstepped his bounds, that's kind of what Tom Brady went after. And I just don't think that's going to work. So really, it would be that uh, Roger Roger Goodell in his role. Uh, treated Deshaun Watson unfairly. That would be seem to be the more likely kind of route that they would go in um, okay. because they could say Sue Robinson set this up three games. He had more, so we gave him six. The NFL might say, well, we just multiplied it by four because we only had four cases, so we made it 12. Um, but really, Watson's camp would have to decide which direction, what were they arguing um, and then the real thing, and I heard the end where he said, really, there's no hurry because of the six games. It really depends on uh, if Watson's side requests an injunction uh, to get a stay of the suspension. And if they do that, that's what they did with Tom Brady. Tom Brady played the entire season, got his four game the next year uh, because he had that stay. Uh, if they don't, then it'll just kind of drag on and go through the process. But if they yeah. ask for the stay and is granted... Uh, then his suspension will be put on hold until something is handled. Um, it's interesting that Adam Schefter uh, and one of my buddies, uh, Eddie Everhart, uh, sent me the video. It was a little quiet, but this morning, Schefter said one of the reasons the NFL wanted a lengthy suspension, a 12-game suspension, I believe, uh, or 13, whatever it was, is because they didn't want him back in Houston this year. They didn't want him playing that game, even though they controlled the schedule, right? They could have made that happen earlier in the season. They did not want Deshaun Watson returning to Houston for the spectacle that it would be. And so that's one of the reasons they were pushing that 12, 13 game suspension, whatever it was, so that he was not back in Houston this season. Man, it, it just seems like to me, Jared, like the NFL does a lot of their decision making for all the wrong reasons like that doesn't seem like a valid reason um the the fact that you know F florio today was saying that he thinks they'll wait and, and take public opinion you know see how you know gauge public opinion and how it looks optics wise the sixth game and, and if they don't like it then they'll appeal like that is crazy, and that's not how this was supposed to be set up. Uh, it shouldn't, you know. Um, what was your reaction to the six games? Uh, I mean, you, you you expected something like that at this point? Six to eight, something like yeah, that? Yeah, I was expecting six to eight. What I was really intrigued by was, so there was, I, I really had a kind of a, a shift over the day. So the six game, okay, I get it. I, I understood it. I 
thought that's about where we would end up. Um, you know, obviously we all talked four to eight, but I thought six was going to be the number. I really thought that was going to be the number last night. I was talking to a team employee about it, and I just said, hey, you know, we're looking six based on the NFLPA's decision not to um, not to appeal. That's what I think is going to be happening. That's what they think is going to be happening. So uh, that didn't surprise me. And then I read Sue Robinson's 16-page document, right? And that's where it really became interesting because that document uh, kind of goes against the narrative that we've been hearing, talking about, whatever. I you thought know, so, too. Yeah, yeah, like no one, you know, he's not found guilty. Not Nobody's bringing charges, none of that. And then just based on four cases, yep. Right, like that's two Robinson basically said, based on the preponderance of evidence standard, uh, yep, he violated. Yes, yeah. he, he did put people at danger. Yes, it's very clear, again, based on the NFL's rules and based on the NFL language. But all of a sudden, we went from six games because he was kind of – uh, he put himself in a bad position. He put the league in a bad light to it's only six games because the NFL's uh, procedures, policies, um, history, lack precedence. Of, that's the word. Yeah, lack of clear yeah. boundaries or whatever. But yeah. and, and that the precedent said this makes about sense. But he is guilty based on these rules. And that's a little bit different, right? Is So basically, yeah. if. In this case, Jameis Winston, I believe that's the three-game case she's speaking of. Yeah. If he would have gotten 12 games, Deshaun Watson would have been suspended the whole season. The facts wouldn't have changed. The precedent would have. And so that's really a different feeling. That's really a different uh, – it really, I don't know, if, uh, took the air out, but it definitely changed the idea of, oh, this is a six-game suspension because he was a little awkward. He made some inappropriate choices, but – not a you know not a bad guy quote quote unquote just kind of awkward and horny right to be underly you know just to yeah. kind of be real he, he was kind of a creep right yeah to sexual yeah. whatever right um, and so I think that was a big change for me and uh, it really uh, you know even some of the things like she doesn't have the power and decided to take the power that he cannot get massages outside of the team facility right like she was just like nah you're not doing that anymore right. dude. Like, that's a really strong statement for a federal judge to say, literally, she basically says, I don't have the power to do this. I'm doing this because you are a menace, like yeah. at, at a base level. Like that was it's been pretty it's been percolating with me for probably about two hours now. Like, ugh, that's that's an interesting read. Yeah, that's what I was going to say, actually, to Daniel. And, and I don't know if he agreed with me, but I agree with you that it read like he was going to get a year but it only came out to six right like i mean he showed no remorse uh she says that in there he showed no remorse he she basically said that he lied on the stand she didn't believe a word he said uh basically i mean in a roundabout way right sure. she, she didn't believe him no, that uh, she believed the women. She believed the women because they had they could corroborate their evidence with text messages and whatnot and all this other stuff. You know, uh, uh, affirmatively found to be beyond a pro uh, preponderance of evidence that Watson engaged in nonviolent sexual assault conduct endangered the safety and well-being of another person and his behavior uh, undermined and put at risk the integrity of the NFL. That last one, I thought that was the one that this was going to fall under. But 
all three she's saying yes to, but it's only six games. I mean, what does that lead you to? Does that affect the uh, the way you view a potential appeal? It doesn't only because from what I understand, basically that 16 page document and then the facts behind it is all Roger Goodell can appeal based on. So he cannot appeal based on the 24, um, anything that that was not proven uh, based on what Robinson said, whatever the facts are. And, and primarily she summarizes all of those. He can't just say, no, no, that's not it. Right. Like he can't do that quite literally in the appeals process, those he is limited by those facts. Nothing else matters besides the facts that that were presented and that she kind of rubber stamps that, yes, these are the facts. So I think it's going to be hard for them to say this judge looks at our precedents and says, yeah, we didn't tell you it'd be worse, but it's worse. I think it I think it would be hard for that not to become problematic uh, in the appeal process, even if it's just the appeal uh, that causes a delay. I think the NFL is in a really interesting position. Yeah. What, I, what wouldn't shock me based on uh, we have it up on the site, probably 15, 16 stories deep right now. But from last <laughs> night, when news started breaking, there was a, a report by Dan Graziano um, of. I think he's ESPN, NFL Network, whichever one he is. Um, yeah. And he and he said that they had talked um, settlement. And one of the things the NFL wanted was $8 million fine. So yeah. I do wonder if maybe their middle ground wiggle room here is financial, not yeah. in games, right? And maybe they actually do appeal and say, financially, this guy is not getting hit for much of anything. We are going to make it equal to what he would have been before the Browns contract, the $8 million we wanted, whatever. And maybe that allows them to say this was not a serious enough punishment. So we're going to add this huge financial hit and this money is going to uh, domestic violence, you know, whatever it is. That yeah. would make a little bit of sense from a PR win, which we know they care about, as well as a kind of shut up the. The Browns redid the contract just to make him happy in case he got suspended. Interesting. Um, I saw that too. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, and I heard uh, today it mentioned that they maybe could throw on a $10 million fine and not add any games, right? So interesting stuff. I want to ask you about this. Uh, I saved this one for you. So last night here, I'm gonna, let's pull this up here. Let's do a little uh, Mikey, get on your game. There we go. All right. Uh, okay. Timing? Question mark. Deshaun Watson reached conven uh, confidential. Pardon me. I, I'm struggling to speak English language today. Uh, That's because lawyer words are not English language, and they got lawyer all <laughs> <laughs> lawyer words. Uh, confidential settlements with three out of the four remaining four civil lawsuits that were filed against. Uh, him, according to Tony Busby. Now, this came out, and I was surprised at this as well, that Ashley Solis was the one of them that settled. I thought she'd be the last one hanging on for sure. Agreed. Uh, so, But she settled. That surprised me. There's only one civil lawsuit left against Watson. Now, two things out of this. First of all, 
the it came out at like 1 a.m. or 2 1 30 a.m. and then just I tweeted at the time like strange timing for this just hours before the decision do you make anything of that that this came down at like 2 a.m. and the the decision came down like six and a half hours later not not in any way other than Watson probably is like let's get this wrapped up uh Busby's like all right but one of my people is just never going to settle or wants to be the last one to settle or has you know these three want this amount and that fourth one wants you know whatever amount um that knowing that the the uh, case was settling or uh, judge robinson's ruling was coming on monday watson really was hoping to kind of get some things wrapped up these were the next three that he could get wrapped up especially ashley solace she's been the kind of the face of this whole process absolutely uh, so just from that perspective it doesn't surprise me that as news came out, I forget what time that started last night, um, that there was you know 637, I think, when we found out the ruling was going to come down on Monday, that Watson, after they kind of did their thing with the NFLPA, agreed to the wording of, of that release about the appeal, was like, all right, Rusty, go ahead and get a hold of them. Let's get this rolling. Let's kind of try to finish this off. And they got, you know, three out of the four done. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yeah, it, the, the timing was strange to me. Um, I didn't know if there was any lines to draw there. Cons- conspiracy theorists here over here uh, <laughs> thinking something was going on. Maybe no. Um, but and then the other thought here is right. So this last sentence: there is only one civil lawsuit against Watson left. If you recall, there was at one point they thought there was going to be 25 26 and we've heard nothing of the sort since then i actually emailed florio and asked him this question and he wrote me back and he said that it's likely that and i said is it possible that those just got sweeped under the rug with the first settlement did we talk about this we may have talked no but that makes sense no it it, definitely makes sense yeah i was like because i was thinking about it like where did these lawsuits go right like they didn't just stop wanting money when the first 20 accusers got money so and i'm thinking maybe they just kind of gave them i guess it would be kind of like hushed money at that point don't file just go away take this money you don't need to file we don't need to bring more attention you know could that happen without the public finding out and florio basically in the email said yeah it's very possible that that was wrapped up nice and neatly in that and they signed ndas and and that's it uh so we may never hear from them right so uh now uh you know here's smart by the nflpa here obviously they had a feeling things were going your way you mentioned this earlier right uh that they put this out um you know basically supporting whatever her judgment is obviously had a feeling that it was going to kind of go their direction uh we we hope the nfl does the same i mean we talked about this too at this point i'll get to this next here but yeah i'll get to that next but at, at this point jared um 
I don't want to keep you too long here, but at this point, what? I mean, if this is if this is what the NFL is going to do, I'm trying to think how to phrase this. It's just it's looks terrible, and it's got to be awful for labor relations moving forward, doesn't it? Like, doesn't it cause huge problems if they? take this agreement that they made and I know it's part of the agreement that he can step in here but I mean isn't it a bad look if he appeals this at all not really because they're the PR that they care about and I always talk about Twitter versus Facebook versus the real world they don't (laughs) give a crap about Twitter right Twitter is 10% of the population Facebook's another 50% of the population they care a lot more about the 50% and the other percent than they do about Twitter. So their PR that they really care about is going to be the population that is going to go, this doesn't make sense, don't care about, and didn't read Sue Robinson's, which, by the way, I probably wouldn't have done if I don't do this professionally, but uh, didn't read any of it. Just think, this guy did, it was 20-some, and got six games, doesn't make sense. Calvin really bet $1,000 and lost the whole year, right? So he cares from a, they care from a PR perspective about that. With the CBA, two things. One, they just signed that a couple years ago, so there's some years under that left. The other is the reality. The NFL is basically like, yeah, we're not going to give you this one. Uh, and the NFLPA is really like, well, it only is a couple players, maybe a year max of our 16,000 players. We're not going to fight a big issue like that for two or three players a year our big issues are going to be ones that affect the entire players association. So the NFL is always going to win this because they have the precedence that they do. And the NFL PA is not going to give, give given other area just so that they can get more power in this area. Deshaun Watson, Ray Rice, Ezekiel Elliott, while they're big names and they're big stories from an NFL PA perspective, they're pretty meaningless in the discipline process. Interesting. You're watching All Eyes on Cleveland. Special guest Jared Mueller. He is the managing editor of USA Today Sports Media Groups, the Brownswire dot com. What do you What do you think? Do you think they're going to appeal? Do you think we end up at eight? What do you think is going to happen? Yeah, I really don't know. I mean, I hate to say it that way. Yeah, I think if right. they, I think if they appeal, it's going to be a lawsuit, um, which I which will be interesting. But I think it'll be a lawsuit, which will create really a lot of conflict and. To be honest, I'm really hoping Thursday passes and I'm done dealing with this except for when he returns, right? Like that's, I want to write a story that the NFL did not appeal on Thursday. That's the deadline, right? Thursday, probably nine o'clock in the morning or at the end of the day, depending on whatever. And then I want to write about his return in week seven and I want to be done dealing with this legal baloney. Now, I know it's easy for me to say I want to move on, whereas fans who have been the victim right fans who just have a a little bit of a different heart than i do or whatever maybe never can move on don't want to move on whatever term uh for me i just want to move forward i want to i just want to get back to enjoying covering the game i want to enjoy watching a game um football baby i want to talk about football it is i mean i'll be honest and you know i i've had this conversation with a lot of people this job is my second job, right? It's my primary job as a mental health professional. And this job has always been a, almost a relief from that stress of 
of dealing with some really difficult clients who have a lot of hard things going on. This is supposed to be fun, hard work, but fun. And when this stuff kind of comes up, it really kind of takes away the part of my job that's supposed to be fun. And so again, obviously boo-hoo, first world problems, not trying to make this about me, but man, do I really desperately want the NFL to keep their mouth shut through Thursday and we can just move on with our life. Me too, brother. Me too. It's, it's, uh, I'm just hoping, man, I'm hoping they, they just are like me throw fine at him. I don't care. You know, throw whatever amount of money. I don't care. Just, just, uh, just leave it at this, you know. And I, selfishly, I would like to, and I agree with you. There's a lot of people that probably feel differently than me out there, and 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 I totally respect all of their op- opinions towards this topic. And I, you know, can't speak from anybody else's point of view but my own. Yep. But ready to move on, ready to talk Browns football, ready to know who the quarterback's going to be, which week and when, and uh, the, if this goes on, and if if it does get appealed, it's going the long haul most likely and we're talking a lot longer probably uh interesting here today from jimmy and d thoughts on this i i have the same thoughts that i had when they they spoke from their yacht yes they literally spoke i'm, I'm just gonna be honest uh this is not me reporting anything i'm telling you what i heard one of the reasons they spoke from their yacht is no one thought they would do a good job in person uh, so they put them out like, oh, sorry, technology clicked out or sorry, I couldn't hear that question or whatever. <laughs> they thought it would maybe come go over better, like it would look better. But even yeah. in that conversation, they're like, well, we talked to our daughters. Really, you're going to put all the blame if this doesn't go well or whatever on the fact that your daughters and, uh, you know, whoever, whatever. I forget what else. If it was just their daughters, whoever. But, well, these females said it was OK. So we thought it was OK. And yeah. then you have this statement, which, A has what I would consider uh, manipulation of wording, right? Yes. Uh, we know Deshaun is remorseful that this situation has caused much heartache. Not that he did anything wrong, not that he made any mistakes, but that it's caused heartache. Well, great. I'm glad Deshaun is like, that's not even needed in that statement. And then no. obviously the the word triggered is is seemingly a minimization of those who have been through things, who have not been believed, who uh, have been told they're lying or they asked for it. All the horrific things and how our society has treated women over the years. The word triggered in that sentence seems to me to be a minimization of what victims of sexual abuse and sexual assault have experienced. And I know that that can be very PC police but this no, freaking statement is gone through your public relations. Uh, it's thought out. It's not. I mean, listen, I may have said something wrong today in our our conversation. Right. That's because I'm talking. Right. So I yes. may say it a little weird, a little off. This is literally a reviewed written statement. And you kept the word triggered in there for whatever God awful reason. And and to be blunt, it, no one should be surprised. Listen, whatever they as as owners Outside of the fact that they have a, a, a quick trigger, they'll spend all the money. They'll do all of that. But this is the same people who have been uh, caught up on a bunch of different things where they have treated uh, minorities uh, and and people, uh, uh, employees and, and those kind of things uh, in pretty significantly horrific ways. Not shocked that what they care about is the bottom line, 
making money, their team winning. And a statement like this just doesn't need to be sent. Uh, it doesn't do anyone any good except literally go, that's our guy. That's Deshaun. He's good at football. Um, and hey, Sue Robinson, because it was only six games, we really respect her fair decision. If that review was 12, was a full year, any chance this statement says anything like that, right? They only are okay with it because it's over, right? And it, it was about what they wanted. And again, it's PR to try to push the NFL. Sue was fair. So I'm highly negative of this statement. Um, it just feels like words that were meant to defend their quarterback and minimize anybody else's experiences. I, I totally agree. The word triggered is a poor, poor usage of wor words in this situation. And then, you know, we respect Judge Robinson's decision, but we know Deshaun is remorseful, even though Judge Robinson says that he wasn't remorseful in her ruling. Right. So Literally let, in writing. So, so let's, yeah, we respect your decision, but we disagree with you that, you know, I mean, I guess it's not saying that he's truly remorseful for the things he did. As you said, a manipulation of words there, uh, that this situation has caused much heartache to many. I mean, he's not remorseful for what he did. He's remorseful that people are sad about it, right? I mean, which, yeah, which has been the overarching, the people of power that I've seen over the years, I'd say last decade or more, that when they get in trouble, their answer is, I'm sorry for any harm I may have called, caused. Not, yep. I'm sorry I was a jerk. Not, I'm sorry I'm selfish. Not, I'm sorry I'm a sexual deviant or a sex pest or whatever terminology would be appropriate. <laughs> sorry, that was my buddy Josh Finney. Um, but instead, sorry for any harm I may have caused, but not sorry for any of my behavior. Like, again, her ruling... Any idea that the Haslam's read the ruling that said he was not remorseful? Any idea that Haslam's read the ruling that said he was sexually, whatever word, assaultive, whatever word she ended up using? Any chance they actually read that? Uh, because you say things differently when you read what a judge said that she proved based on the NFL's definitions. Yeah, it's just all in all pretty disrespectfully written and... and how does it go through the as your to your point? How does it go through the entire PR department without getting some of that cleaned up? Right? I mean, somebody had to read the judgment that read this, right? That would make sense. Yeah, kind of, you uh, know, the the Cleveland Browns organization is a really interesting one. It always has been, uh, but it's definitely under the Haslam's. There's been a little bit of a a paranoia and some power play stuff that has happened. That yeah. You, you kiss the ring, right? And yeah. not that that's surprising in any organization, um, but you, if Jimmy and D write a statement and you, you can ask them like, Hey, did you want a comma here or throw that dumb stuff in? Yeah. You, you, you don't question that they use the word triggered. You wouldn't, I mean, just bluntly, I don't see that happening. The people that would have been involved in that. Um, I don't see, even if an underling, was like, hey, do you think we should not use triggered? <laughs> the people that would talk to Jimmy and D would be like, they said triggered, dude. It's triggered. Like, I'm, I don't yeah. know what person I just imitated. I have an idea actually in my head right now. Um, they did, that's just the way it's going to go. So 
yeah, there are probably a lot of people that I haven't asked any of my uh, contacts who are employees. I'm pretty confident there's a lot of people that were like, send. Yep. Yep. Send it through. Send um, it because we don't want to lose our job, basically. You have any final thoughts you want to get out there while, while you're on this wonderful platform of All Eyes on Cleveland here tonight, uh, Jared? I don't want to take you, much more of your time no, here. No, you're good. I think, you know, in the end, through all of this, um, you know, we we've ended up being divided again, which is not surprising. We live in a pretty divided country and uh, divided world. I just encourage people, you know, try to find something to unite on with this. Um, that no matter what you think of Deshaun Watson, the acquisition, Baker Mayfield, whatever, um, can we just protect people? Can we care about people, even each other? Right? Um, because in the end, it is sports. Um, it's not important until stuff like this happens. You know, there, there's a level to I want to I want to pop. Where's my finger? I want to pop that bottle of champagne right there. Uh, yeah. When the Browns make a Super Bowl, by the way, that's when that's getting popped. Uh, and I'm going to pee on that when it ha- <laughs> when they win the Super Bowl. So that <laughs> that magazine's getting peed on and that bottle is getting popped. Like, again, just seek some seek some love, seek some supporting each other, all of that kind of stuff. We don't have to be divisive just to be divisive. That doesn't make you cool. That doesn't make you interesting. Uh, it just doesn't. That just makes you like everyone else, basically, nowadays. Find some commonality. That's kind of fun place to be. Uh, go against the grain a little bit. Totally agree. Great, great uh, words from a great man, Jared Mueller, managing editor. Uh, don't make that face. Come I on. It. I appreciate Come it. Come <laughs> on. You're fantastic. We, I, I love having you on. I appreciate it. So six games. If I, if I lied. Final question. Six games. If it stays here, are they a playoff team? Yeah, yeah right? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Like, um, there's no doubt in my mind that now they might end up three and three through those games. I think it should be four and two. I don't think New England's that good, to be honest. Um so, I mean, they could they obviously they're Bill Belichick, so they're not going to be bad. I just don't think they're very good. Um, so could they could they drop a game? Sure. But they're on the road for Carolina and who is it? The Chargers. One of the, they only have two road games uh, in that six. And so Char- Chargers. Chargers are at home. Yeah. Anyways, whoever the other one is, maybe it's the Jets. I don't know. They have two. road. It's the Jets. They play the Jets in the first four. Yeah, that's like. Again, two road games, not very difficult road games. The defense is great. The running game is great. What I'm going to love is Jacoby Brissett is kind of a big dude. Like he's a he's got some girth to him. So on those third and ones, third and twos, like Jacoby Brissett's picking those up on some runs, on some scrambles, just kind of bowling some guys over. Um, so I think there's just enough there uh, from him, and he doesn't turn the ball over, right? And I made it really clear: all Jacoby Brissett has to do is be as good as Baker Mayfield was last year. And no matter what side you're on, Baker Mayfield was terrible last year. Uh, Whatever excuse you want or whatever reason, doesn't matter. He was bad last year, and they could have made the playoffs pretty easily, to be honest, uh, or or made it really, um, really simple through some little things. So, yeah, I think they're easily a playoff team. um, And I think Jacoby Brissett might play his way into a starting role someplace uh, in 2023. Interesting. I like that. Let's roll with that. Good stuff, Jared. Jared Mueller, managing editor, USA Today Sports Media Group's The Browns Wire. He's a writing machine. He's been putting out articles like crazy every day, all day. He's fantastic. He's here on All Eyes on Cleveland again. For 
Mikey behind the virtual glass for Daniel Wallach and the great Jared Mueller. I am Brad Ward. This has been another edition of All Eyes on Cleveland. The Watson Watch React Judgment React Show. Something like that. It sounds like that, the name of the show does. It, it Watson Judgment React Show. There we go. Once again, for Mikey, Daniel, and Jared, I am Brad Ward. We are out.